And I'm back, dude. I was off for two weeks from putting the nap out. And, you know, my weekends are kind of kind of up in the air sometimes when I can record these. So I'm taking it upon myself. I'm showing the initiative and I'm doing these back on my lunch break again. Dude, the little time I do have, I still want to put a pot out. I don't want to miss one just in case. And, uh, yeah, man, I missed two weeks. And in that time... Oh, no, the world, what happened, dude? Look, everybody's, you know, talked about, we obviously know what's going on. Ukraine and Russia, they do not like each other right now. And if you, you know, you're a fan of the pod, you know about the Boom Guy episode, we'll, we'll get in contact with him later. We'll see what, you know, if he went back to Russia after the Black Widow movie. We'll check it with him later, man. But I'm just saying, dude, missing two weeks, like when, when, I don't know, when it comes to a podcast, it feels like you missed it. You missed the boat on, on anything that you wanted to talk about for that week. But, uh, I'm going to talk about it anyways, whatever it is that I want to talk about. But, um, dude, like, okay, this is going to sound, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it. Um, So last last Sunday, uh, me and my wife were off and we were cleaning our garage and I had the great idea. You know, when you get into the cleaning mode, dude, I think at least me, I I tend to get obsessed with like getting the, the into the specific spots, the intricate spots, the shit that nobody will ever see. But you know about it. You know it exists. And you, you know, you know that there's something there. Well, I was uh, behind our washer and dryer. I was trying to grab an old uh, laundry detergent bottle. It had been sitting back there for a while, I, I assume. And uh, so, I, so I see it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this. Like I was in the mode of cleaning. And like, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to definitely get this thing out of here. Doesn't need to, doesn't belong here. Doesn't go here. Going to get it out. I go to get it and I'm like, ah, I can't reach it. The tight, the tight, the spot between the washer and dryer is real tight. So I need like a stick or something to pull it out. So we have a cabinet right above the washer to store anything, you know, we need to need, you know, washer dryer related. And of course, the one of those classic moments, you, you underestimate how much room you have and I whacked this shit out of my head, dude. Now, this is the hardest I've ever hit my head. And I was, like, kind of rocked from it a little bit. Like, it it stung, of course, you know, from the hit. But I just know that that was the hardest I'd ever hit my head. And, uh, you know, uh, checked it out. It was fine. Everything was, you know, fine in that sense. Now, I don't know. Look. I have anxiety. I've had it since I was like 22 or 23. Like I had this huge, I think one day I'll, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but I went through this huge like anxiety spell, basically like this whole, it was, it was insane. Like, you know, you hear stories of like, I don't know, people have like mental episodes or mental breakdowns or something like that kind of happened to me. And, uh, but my thing was like, I suffered from anxiety from it for like two, three years, like hard, like it was very day in, day out, just, just rolling panic attacks and anxiety. It was, it was insane. 
so but since then i've gotten better i've gotten out of that mode um and so after hitting my head like a few days later i start to feel like off you know i start to feel sort of like not myself in my head and and i guess the best way i could explain it is like i was kind of like foggy um dude like i couldn't think straight like I know that might be a hard concept to grasp, but, like, I felt like I couldn't, I wasn't able just to, like, create a thought, if that makes sense. Like, I was functioning functioning normally out in the world, but to create a thought, to even, like, think of something, it it seemed difficult. It's weird, and I, I don't know. I can, like, separate anxiety from, from actual, you know, from reality now, and this thing was giving me anxiety because I was like, dude, I feel just fucking slower in my head. Like I just, I wasn't as sharp. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't even record a podcast last weekend. Cause I still kind of felt sluggish in my head. Like I was like, man, I can't, I don't feel like I can talk the way I do normally on the podcast and like just come up with shit on the, on the fly. I still felt kind of like just slower dude, to be honest. And it bummed me out. Cause I, you know, I really, hate to miss uh dropping a podcast week to week like i've tried but you know since it's not my full-time job obviously um you know i drop it when i can i appreciate though like the the listens have gone up dude that's the funny thing is like all the times i wasn't missing a week my listenership was going up like slightly <laughs> and then i missed two weeks dude and it's like the highest it's ever been i, I don't understand but i appreciate it it's all good Shout out to the people in Germany, Indonesia, <laughs> Brazil, and uh, I forgot where else it was, but just some random. Germany, though, 4%. We climb in Germany. You know what I mean? I, I don't remember the last time Germany had such high percentages of numbers like that, but, you know, shout out to Germany, the German listeners. You know, I love uh, <laughs> I love brats and beer, so I think we, we get along just fine, but yeah so anyways i I smack my head pretty good i feel like i don't know you know it's easy i feel like dude like there's that commercial dude that came out and they they couldn't have they couldn't have said any like they couldn't have put in any better way i know that was hard to for me to get that sentence out but i'm still recovering anyways there's that commercial i think better help has where it's like this guy's in the gym and he's lifting a weight and then the the guy goes hey man let me help you with that and then the guy's just holding like this huge amount of weight being like, you don't know my, you don't know my life, bro. Or like, you don't know my family. You don't know my struggle. And he's like, well, well, Hey man, let me help you. Like, it seems like a lot. And he's like, nah, I got this. It, it'll be fine. And it, and it's a, it's a commercial for therapy. And I was like, fucking genius, dude. Because I mean, if anybody's ever gone through shit, like, you know, that like, although you appreciate the help from others and the looking out, it's like, man, like, but y- you don't know what it's you don't know what, it, as far as we know, people that are in help, like with anxiety or whatever, like we don't know that the other people have good intentions or they, they, they can relate or whatever it is. And you just tend to think like, nah, I got this. I'll do it on my own. Um, and then they have another commercial where it's like a bunch of like sequences of people just saying like, Oh, just, it's all in your head. Like go shopping. Like, i oh, just try to forget about it. It's like, yeah, if it was that fucking simple, I think everybody would be happy, right? You know, if if 
it was just that easy to drop something. And, you know, my, my dad comes from that sort of old school mentality. So when I was going through my anxiety stuff like years ago, he, he didn't understand it. Like he couldn't grasp the the idea of freaking out, you know, because he's always been very one track minded, which is which is great. You know, I mean, he's never had to. As far as I know, you know, wonder about what's going on in the world just as far as what's going on in his own world but you know he's got his own things too i'm assuming but he deals with them his own way but you know he couldn't under he couldn't grasp anxiety you know when i was going through it so when i hit my head this past weekend i i know that like i was different i know that i felt different i know things weren't lining up straight and i was just like man i just feel cloudy I've, i i can't think like i can't have a thought and one of the things I do a lot is daydream. Like, I daydream more than any... Dude, I daydream more than anybody on this planet. I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody who says that they daydream. Because I'll win. Martin Scorsese couldn't write a better film that I can write. <laughs> you know, driving on a freeway. You know, listening to a song. I can write a movie from when I leave my house to wherever my next destination is like that because I daydream is it dangerous very for the other people on the road because I'm focused on this movie in my head and I'm convinced that if I write this script it will go it will be the number one box office hit is it never no but I like to think so and so that's one way I knew that shit was off because I wasn't daydreaming as much like my I couldn't get a thought together dude it seems so weird and right now like I feel you know, it's bad. Oh, sorry. I have to cut that yawn out. Or maybe keep it in. I'm at work and I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I, I knew that something was off when I, when I couldn't daydream or get, like, a couple thoughts together. So, like I said, I'm not... I, I would assume people who knew me with the anxiety were like, oh, you know, it's all in your head or whatever. But I know for a fact, man, that shit was different, you know. I felt like I felt like Kanye in that new documentary, man. Con- Dude, look, we already know that this podcast is a one-eighth Blink-182 podcast, all right? That's it. No other bands. That's it. Just when I feel like talking about Blink, I'll, I'll, I'll dive into Blink. But... If I've never seen something so motivating to like, or so, uh, like, like Picasso and all these dudes made these paintings and we only appreciate them after they die hundreds of years later. Uh, and you know, nobody was there to really record it except the paintings and sure, maybe somebody could wrote a diary somewhere that got lost in a fire or a flood or something right of of how picasso was van gogh all these artists right but we hear stories and we we you know the stories that we've heard we've taken them throughout the years and it's you know what we know today but do this kanye documentary on netflix genius i would have chose a different title and even the way they spelt it it was horrible but whatever i gotta say this fucking documentary it's genius. It is genius. <laughs> Dude, 
his this guy named Cootie. It started off as like a stand-up comedian in Chicago. Just started uh, recording um, like local hip-hop acts for like this local cable show. And, you know, he's always had a camera on him. And he was recording all the local acts. And he kind of took like a... He kind of took like a liking to Kanye. He noticed that Kanye was kind of different in some way. And so he started like recording Kanye a lot more. And then Kanye leaves to New York to try to, uh, cause he's making beats and he's getting really popular off his producing. So he gets, a uh, an opportunity to, to, I think sign to Rockefeller cause he did Jay-Z's The Blueprint album. Like I would say all, almost all the songs on that album. So Rockefeller signs him as a producer to keep him on. And look, you can go watch it yourself. Cause I'm not going to give you the whole story, but what I will say, like, I'm a Kanye fan. I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm a Kanye fan. Like always have been, always will be sure. We've, I've said he's crazy a bunch of times cause he's done from the outside looking in crazy shit. But when you watch this documentary, dude, you find out why he fucking acts the way he acts and is the way he is. Like imagine to me, the best way I could sum it up, when you look at Michael Scott in The Office, Michael Scott wants all the attention because he believes he's great, like he's a great boss. So when people tell him otherwise, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm the greatest. <laughs> like, I'm the best boss. I'm the friendliest. You're all my friends. You're all my family. You all love me, you know. But in this case, Kanye was right, you know. <laughs> like, look, everybody loves Michael. Let's not get that twisted. Michael, at the end of the day, he's just you know, an uninformed sweetheart, right? He, he thinks that everybody's on his team, but he's like, you're kind of insensitive. He doesn't see that because he, you know, he thinks he's Steve Martin, you know, a version of Steve Martin. But in this Kanye doc, dude, like it shows you how he believes in himself a thousand percent, not just the producing. It seemed like he was like, yeah, I got that. That's not even an issue. The producing is not even an issue, but I'm a rapper and I'm going to be the best rapper and I'm going to be the best at making these beats and all that stuff. And you see this journey of, uh, you know, from, from moment to moment, like little milestones in his career. And you're like, yes, dude, this is finally where they're going to recognize him. Or yes, dude, they're finally going to take an opportunity on him. And no, it doesn't happen, which of course, in hindsight, like, that's what anybody would do when somebody says, I'm going to be the best this or the best that. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll see you in like a year when you drop that shit and you do something else. But this guy was so laser focused on what he wanted that it's undeniable on film. Like you can see it that he's like, I believe in myself. I'm going to get myself there. I'll put myself in those rooms. I'll get those meetings and I'll show them the music will... Dude, he played, uh, he played, what was it? I forgot what song he played for like, uh, somebody at Rockefeller that was like marketing or A&R or something. And she's just like, you know, she's just like, oh, okay. Like she's listening to it. Like, like she doesn't have time for it. And it went on his album, his first album. And it was like his album went to number one and got all these, uh, got like, he won the Grammy for it. And this girl is sitting there like, yeah, okay. But I got to get back to paperwork. You know what I mean? It's insane, dude. The the amount of tracks, uh, I, I think it was the college dropout that uh, was his first. The amount of tracks that he played for people and were and they were just like, oh yeah, that's cool, man. That's a, the only person to see through that through to to see his real potential. I mean, I don't know if he had the ability to sign them at that time, but was Pharrell? You know, Pharrell heard the tracks and Pharrell was like, damn, like 
you have something here. Jay-Z, too. I mean, there was people, but the majority that actually had power to do something for him were all turning him away. And I don't know if you've ever had a dream or if you ever gave a shit about something or tried to do something. But to know that, you know, you have to get through gatekeepers or through a certain structure of how things go. You, If you know that, you know that how hard it is and, and how you can get beaten down from the idea of like, no, this is my dream. I want to do this. And for somebody to completely like demolish all that you know, just by what they say or what they tell you. And so that's, that's what he's going through. But the dude keeps his head up and he keeps going forward. And and I get how he is today because he does think he's the greatest. Like, and look again, I'm pretty sure you think that about yourself too, from time to time, whatever it is you do, whether it's your job, a hobby, you know, something you like to do, uh, you know, that you're pursuing, you'd like to think you are the best at it. You know, if you're a manager of a fast food joint, you'd like to believe, I hope, you know, if you gave a shit that you, you run your shit the best, like it, fuck all the other chains around you. Uh, when you come to my restaurant, that's a chain. Sure. It's not, you know, if you care, you know, it's going to be the best and people recognize that stuff, dude, because definitely me and my friends do, because we have a whole group chat about this shit. How like if people just gave a shit about the food they served, like it goes a long way, dude, you know, like, it's insane, oh, all right, in the, in the car, phone went off with music, and, um, no, man, it's just like, you know, my whole thing is just people giving a shit, and it's, and it's easy to say, and it's hard to do, and I get that, like, but all I'm saying is this dude was laser focused, he had the, the, he had his mission, and he was going to try to do it no matter what, and god damn, dude, I gotta, I respect the shit out of him for that, like, not seeing that side of his, of his, like, uh, career or his journey, like, it really kind of opens your eyes, like, oh, okay, so now, when he finally got there, he made sure that he was gonna stay where he was at, like, he was gonna fight for it no matter what he had to do, and sure, like, if you're gonna say, He's controversial. He does. He's done a lot of controversial things. Yes, of course, the guy is controversial. But I'm not like I feel like I can't say anything about how famous people act or are or what they do because we're not in that. You know, we're not in that life. How do I know that? Like when he wakes up, right? He had a let's assume a famous person, not even just Kanye, just a famous person. You wake up, right? Because before I start this scenario, I used to think naively that because they had all that money and fame, they were happy straight out. And the same reason why I thought movie stars don't smoke weed. They're like better than weed. You know what I mean? And when I found out they smoked weed, I was like, what? But why would they do that when they have all the money, all the fame and are in movies? You know, naively, I thought that too. So when I found out that movie stars smoked weed, I was like, what? That's for like, broke people and like middle class people because we can't afford vacations we go on vacations when we smoke weed you know uh you know your boy doesn't but i'm assuming others do because it's like that's a trip somewhere else i can go versus you know ten thousand dollars to turks and caicos and i don't even know what that is but i've heard the name so it's like okay but anyways i'm getting off track but like let's just say 
famous person wakes up. They had a hard day yesterday, you know, from acting in a movie or singing to thousands of fans, whatever the case is. You wake up and the first thing you say is like, or or see is like, oh, you did something offensive to somebody and now people are upset. Shit. Okay. Whatever. You try to go about your day and like, without you knowing, there's somebody already writing shit about you online, you know, saying, and they don't even know the full story. They just see the headline, you know, that, that we all get in the masses and it just gets put, gets put out there. Uh, maybe, okay. You're like, well, fuck nothing I can do about that. I'll handle it later. You go to get a coffee. People are taking your photos. You're just trying to get a cup of coffee. Then you're on your way. And then now you're a little bit more pissed off. And then a fan comes and meets you, you know, says something kind of like uh, a backhanded compliment, like, Oh, I love you but my girlfriend hates you or like I loved you in that movie hated you in that movie it's like oh great cool so it's like the all these small backhanded compliments throughout the day <laughs> through fans who love you but they don't just know how to talk to a famous person and after a while that shit builds now I get it, it doesn't seem like a bad day right because you could be roofing in July in South Texas you know and I get it but it's just like mentally I'm pretty sure that shit's like straining you know and imagine you're just you think you're the greatest you believe you're and everything is telling you that you are pretty great like musically right music wise album sales uh tours you know everything you do is doing well so obviously you must it kind of proves your point and so when something doesn't go your way or might not you know go according to plan I mean, I would assume you kind of lose it a little bit. I mean, shit, I've lost my my shit over less things in my own life. You know, whether it be work or at the house, I'm like, dude, just the other day, uh, <laughs> uh, my daughter's, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's like a, you know, you, you, put, you give them medicine in this little, it's like a syringe. Yes, but like, you know, the soft tip for the kids. So it's like easier to give them medicine that fell into our garbage disposal and i turned it on to shred like little food in there and it was in there and that pissed me off now had i been famous and that happened to me oh dude front cover because i'm punching somebody out in the neighborhood and because you know they're like hey can you cut your trees down a little bit i'm like ah the plunger you know like punch them right in the face and then i make the front cover but i'm like anyways so (laughs) look i get it dude and I think especially that dude for all the shit he's gone through and the shit that we don't even know about. Like, the, the I found out what on, was it Pablo, The Life of Pablo, where his cousin had t- uh, taken his laptop and wanted 20 grand or 200, whatever the amount was. I'm like, dude, how does that, I'm, I'm pretty sure that fucks with somebody so heavily where like somebody needs money from you and you've probably told them no. And then they're like, well, fuck, okay, well, now I got to steal this and I got to ruin our relationship for some money because I need it. And instead of trying to go bust my ass and go get a job and stuff, I have a famous relative that I'm going to, you know, bribe and blackmail. It's insane, dude. Like That would drive anybody crazy, you know, who instantly had no money to fame, to fortune, and now it seems like the whole world's against you. And all you wanted to do was make music that you wanted to make and you hope other people enjoy. So... I know this sounded like a Kanye podcast, but it's not. He's a, I think he's a good artist. This is a one-eighth Blink podcast forever, you know. And uh, 
But I'm just saying, dude, his journey to get where he was at is fucking commendable. It's 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 a good story. Like watching it, I, you just want you want him to win, dude, the whole time. It's like a movie. Seriously, like you see him and you're like, somebody sign this dude. He has Jesus walks right now on a computer. Like he has uh, slow jams with Jamie Foxx and Twista. Like you can't even find Twista anymore. You know, Twist is like off somewhere, you know, at a spelling bee telling kids like, are we, you new word, you know, he's just like saying shit like really fast. Like the kid's like, well, can you repeat the word? He's like, yeah, your word is, you know, Twist is doing something somewhere. I don't know. But on that track, he was so fire. He was so good. <laughs> but I don't know, man, like j- just off the recommendation, take a look at it. I think it's pretty fucking good if you... If you're even one-eighth a Kanye fan like I am, a Blink fan, or the pod is, check it out. I think it's I think it's a really good, really good uh, uh, watch. Real quick, man, since this is <clears throat> the, the Blink one-eighth podcast, <laughs> um... I uh, I listened to uh, Mark Hoppus's radio show because, of course, and uh, <clears throat> he has one of his like uh, tour managers uh, on the panel for the show, and it's crazy because I was listening to an episode and the tour manager was like, I don't know, they they started talking about or they got into the topic of uh, the "I Miss You" video that they did, and like at the time, you know, when you you love something so much or like an artist or a, or a or a group or whatever, and they put something out that you're like, I don't really kind of, I don't fuck with this, but I like the band so much, so maybe they do, so if so facto, it all works out, it, it's, it's all the same, but when I saw that video, I was like, what the fuck is this, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, look, this song, there's, there's only like two songs from them that I can't stand anymore, which is all the small things, and I miss you just because it's the most, to me, the most played out song. Like it's the, they're the most like poppiest songs. I'm not with it that much. Like I think when I first heard I miss you, sure. Like when I bought the album before the video was out, that was a great song. Um, <clears throat> but then, you know, as the video came out and I mean, by now it's, it's, it's just too much for me. But I was so happy to hear that the tour manager, like a best friend of Mark's, <laughs> hates the video. I was like, dude, yes, because uh, apparently the director was, you know, this really artistic video videographer or whatever director. I don't want to get into the specifics of videographer, cinematographer, directorographer. Like, don't want to. I don't want. I don't care. They point a camera at things and they shoot it. So there you go. But the guy who did it, his his videos were very like <clears throat> like I guess of that like gothic sort of looking not even gothic but you get it like you've seen the video that's what the guy does right so when I heard the tour manager didn't like it as well and like he he kind of you know breaks his balls on it like continuously sometimes I was like dude yeah because it's like it doesn't make sense to me like sure the video this the, the song itself it the funny thing is though it kind of goes now because it's been the it's been the video for so obviously it's the only video that they have of that uh for that song but 
<clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I, I could have also seen them making a music video of them eating burritos at a Mexican restaurant and just singing the song too. But obviously now that it is what it is, you can't see it any other way. But I still don't look – and like even the, all the small things video, dude. Like when I was younger, I was like, okay, yeah, this is funny. And then now <laughs> – Unless you were in the 90s, you, you don't even know how to make heads or tails of that video. Because, like, it's... But it's fucking... It's still kind of hilarious. And it's on way. I just don't like the song because it's just so overplayed. But point is, I was glad to hear that somebody else um, that, like, was affiliated with him didn't like the video either. So that was kind of cool to <laughs> cool to see. You know, because, I mean, they're... I mean, of course, you know, the 1-8th podcast it's dude they're like they're my favorite band and and i know they get made fun of in some shit as like being like you know that band but i don't know they they mean a lot more to me than than anything because it was literally like the first cd i think i know i talked about this before but it was like the first cd my sister like let me have so had she given me a pantera album whole different person you know probably i don't know i would have had some sort of a dude if i had if my first album was pantera i definitely would have wore a choker at one point and that sucks maybe like a leather choker you know nobody wants to see that you know like i I would have been walking around with like i would have been one of that guy like one of those guys in high school that you saw that he was weird and he had like a leather dog collar on and then he put like a uh a a fucking leash around it and like the girl he was dating at the time would have been pulling him around (laughs) with it just like oh yeah <laughs> like oh i love C- cradle of filth is <laughs> nobody understands cradle of filth you know i would have had this like very like ass uh british accent just like yeah the smiths are everything and uh robert smith of the cure <laughs> it's so unsure if that's his real name but just the cure is is my cure you know just fucking real cock about it so it like it, thank god my sister gave me you know the enema of the state album and that was my introduction by the way real quick to going over that album like listen dude that album has no fat on it absolutely zero fat like like i said i don't like all the small things but without all the small things on that album it's kind of weird and I think all those from beginning to end, like I don't, uh, I think about like how people have to, like used to have to listen to music on a record player. Now, forgive me if I don't know the ins and outs of a record player, but from my understanding, you put a record on and it plays from the first song to the last song. And dude, with most albums, I can't do that because I'm, I'm a dude, I'm a skipper. I'll skip. You know what I mean? I think like, even like in the first 30 seconds i'm like nah skip but with that album if i lived and that album came out at that time (laughs) where record players were really huge i dude that's one album i could listen front to back and that's not saying all their albums definitely not but that album front to back i can listen to no problem and it it just works i think like i don't know and again i'm being biased because they're my fucking they're one of they're top one of my favorite bands of course but you know fuck it that's i get to say that shit because you're listening to me so yeah man but i don't know i'm close to finishing that uh that kanye doc now because uh 
Uh, I'm recording these on separate days just because, uh, you know, I, I want to put out a pot a week and I'll do whatever I can to do that. And I'm finishing this uh, that Kanye doc and uh, it's good, man. Like, I look as as who he is now. I can't even say, and I can't even. But like, I'm talking about when when I was talking about him. Um, I'm saying that the dude, just I respect the want and the and the belief in yourself so much that you know it's gonna happen. And I, and dude, I think when people they need to stop being so vague when it comes to this like. Oh, you can be whatever you want if you put your mind to it. And you can your dreams can come true if you can put your mind to it. Like, that shit is so vague. Like, you need time to to step aside and to be like, okay, what is it you want to do? And the kid's like, well, I want to be a writer. Okay, cool. You want to be a writer. You got to want that. Like, if you don't want it to the absolute being of your existence then don't do it. I feel like, because like what you want to do, you have to like suffer and just give it all to that one thing. I believe now, you know, in my twenties and even when teens, you don't know shit. Like I didn't know anything. Like, you know, now I see on the outside looking in and it sucks because I wish I had this knowledge during my twenties to really use it. I feel like some people see that and feel that at the time in their 20s and, and then they take off the way they do but I, I didn't and I see it now and uh it's never too late you know that that's why you see like these 70 year old dudes in college I'm like yo fuck it bro like you're not dead you can keep learning I don't give a shit like you know what, what problem is it of mine that he's here it's nothing it's not if he wants to keep going like more power to him but I think that like you know, when, how old was Connie? Like 17, 18, right? When he was first, you know, real, I guess maybe realized his dreams or even younger when he got his first drum machine or whatever. And dude, this is going to be a heavy podcast, but a heavy podcast about Kanye, I guess. And Blink. <laughs> That's what it's turned out to be. But no, but the, the what I'm saying is like, I respect his, his thing of like, I know what I want to do and I'm going to stop another to do it. Because you don't see that in anybody anymore, dude. I'm so used to meeting people or uh coming across people who are like they want to give me the full plan of what they want to do and i see them a year later six months later and they went yeah like they could have told me like i'm gonna start this all-in-one internet experience of video and photography and da 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 you know and they go on i'm like oh what are you doing now like oh i work on a farm like how did you get there like we're nowhere near a farm how did you get there and they're like oh you know just whatever and it's like Sure, after the first fucking 10 people who do that to you, you're like, oh, okay, everybody's full of shit and nobody really wants to do anything because it's, it's hard to, to, to take those first steps. It's hard to do anything, right? And I just, I don't know, man. I just admire so fucking much how he was just like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And, you know, uh, there's there one line in the documentary that fucking stood out to me so much when, uh, like, he, he won the first Grammy for his album. And the interviewer's like, if you went, uh, if people back then would have told you that you would have, you're going to win a Grammy, what would you have told them? He says, uh, um, oh, fuck, I forgot how to go. Well, the interviewer says that, like, if somebody would have told you back then you were going to win the Grammy, would you believe them? And he goes, 
I was telling people back then that I was going to win the Grammy and they didn't believe me. And I was like, fuck, dude, like, uh, I don't, dude, I'm a, like, that's, I'm a sucker for that shit. Like, I'm a sucker for, like, told you so type shit, you know what I mean? Because, like, I know people will talk about, like, oh, don't say I told you so, that's so fucked up. But it's like, bro, told you so, told you so should be said fucking when it happens because, like, when you, when people can't see the vision or when people don't believe what you have to say, and then what you exactly say happens, dude, legally, there should be a legal document that says you should be able to say, I told you so. And the other person can't feel any way about it. Like they just got to take it on the chin because like that line that he says that I told people I was going to win a Grammy and they didn't believe me is so fucking like, because if you ever gave a shit about anything in your life and like you tried and there was somebody telling you, like, oh, dude, you won't do that. There's no way you're going to do that. Look at you. You know what I mean? If there was any point ever in your life somebody told you that shit and you let it be true, that sucks. But if you said, well, fuck, you know, fuck you. I don't want you in my life. I don't want anything to do with you. Um, and then you prove them wrong. Like, I don't care. Dude. You should be able to be like, hey, like, fuck you. I told you so. And then just walk off. You know what I mean? Like now I don't have a lot of experience in that, in that realm, but I know what, like, it feels like to kind of be put in a box or like marginalized because of, of what you look like on paper. Right. So like an example, I was in middle school and we're going to high school. I was in eighth grade going to the ninth grade. My, my high school that I went to started doing these new programs or whatever. Like, uh, it was based around art, industrial tech, uh, I think agriculture and science and like uh, medicine, you know. So what they were, what, I mean, what they were doing was super marginalized. <laughs> it was like, hey, if like we, we've broke down the human existence and we believe that the human experience is these only, is only these four things, you know. <laughs> Like what? Like I see. Even now, I'm realizing how fucked up that is to be like. Uh, you're gonna choose a career path, but the only path you can choose is these four areas. And again, well, where I live, uh, I guess they were trying to do their best, right? They were just trying to get kids motivated, excited, or even choose a career path early. And for the most part, most of those things are widely available in our city. So I get it now. But uh, at the time, I was kind of pissed, dude. And, you know, this is my little fucking punk phase, right? Um, I don't want to be told uh, what I am or by anybody, you know, descendants fucking... <laughs> I want to be stereotyped type shit. And uh, stereotyped typed shit. Anyways, like, so they're telling me, like, I'm sitting with a counselor from this high school... And she's and we're, we're all lined up and we're all meeting with these counselors and they're essentially just like a fucking movie about a about a, a world where they put you in a designated area. This is what they were doing. They were like, oh, and, you know, and they're like, OK, you you know, Juan, whatever your GPA is this uh, you've made this in math. You made this in English. You made this in history. And then, OK, well, it looks like and I'll never forget this shit, dude. I was sitting there. She goes, well, it looks like you'll be perfect for our uh, I.T. uh program right and 
And at the time, I was like, IT, I was like, oh, is that like computers and stuff? You know, kind of nervously, but, you know, I'm in eighth grade, so I'm fucking 13, so I don't know better. She goes, no, 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 that's our industrial tech. That's our, um, she goes, that's basically having to do with, like, construction work and shit, right? So, and it's hilarious because I do that now. So it's like, fuck you, but, you know, I won't do what you tell me. (laughs) And so uh, she was like, she was like, yeah, uh, th- this is where you'll fit, essentially. Like, So basically, she was telling me in the most, you know, in her more, uh, I guess, professional, courteous way, like, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> you cannot do anything else but this, right? At the time, that's what I felt. I felt like, because I was, I was, uh, and then, of course, wh- what do we do as kids? It's like, hey, what did you get? Where are you going? Like, what, what, what did you get into? And everybody was like, Obviously, the smart kids guys are like the science and and medicine, so they're pursuing that route. Uh, artsy fartsy kids got into that, and then you know you can always tell the artsy fartsy kids right they come in they come into pajamas to school, but like for some reason they get away with it and there was dress code, but you know or they wear like a necklace they made it out of macaroni and they like colored it with a sharpie, you know, and it's supposed to be like oh uh, you know, but like fucking that's you have food on your neck, you know. So uh, you're, you got a chain full of food on your neck. And so, I don't know. So then, you know, I was kind of pissed cause I was like, well, I don't want to do this. I kind of, you know, I thought myself, I was like a little bit more artistic, but then she was trying to do this thing where she was like, kind of like talking it down so that I wouldn't be interested in it. Uh, again, this is what I felt as my experience, but you know, it's fucked up. Cause I was at the time. I was like, no, fuck that. I don't want to do that shit. And but that was it. It was, they chose it for you. And then it was set in stone. So when you go, they essentially, uh, schedule your classes to, to meet that, you know, but I never really, uh, you know, but I did all the basics and stuff. And then I had one or two maybe, but anyways, you know, long, uh, long story, even longer, (laughs) uh, when I got to school, high school, it was all bullshit because the teacher there was just like, Hey, fuck it. Like, you know, he was already on his last like life, like not even old dude, but he was just over being a teacher, I guess. Cause he was like, he was cool as fuck though. Shout out Mr. Mr. Uh, fuck. I don't want to even say his name. Cause I don't even know if I'm going to say it right, but nah, fuck it. I won't say his name. Cause I don't even remember that well. <laughs> and so he was cool as fuck though. But, uh, he was just like, Hey, just don't give me trouble we can sit here, y'all can bullshit, and that's it, and then he goes, uh, and then sometimes, like, a a principal come and check in, and, and we'd all have to, like, pretend like we were doing shit, I mean, I went to, like, one of the lowest public schools ever, I mean, like, we were funded enough just to have, like, styrofoam plates, but then they were like, I don't know, maybe you guys should eat this shit with your hands after a while, like, yeah, really breaking the bank here with these styrofoam fucking lunch plates because we couldn't have like uh <laughs> my sisters went to the same high school and they uh, they got rid of like hard lunch plates because like when people would get into fights they would hit each other with them and uh we didn't have any metal silverware obviously people were getting stabbed it's like cool like we can't even have the basic human necessities because they'll try to kill you with them it's like is this prison or just fucking high school man but, uh, it turns out it was both, but, uh, so, so yeah, man, like, I don't know. I don't know why I went with that story, but I just remember that. Sh- I, I guess, uh, 
oh yeah, it was about like, I don't know, like I hate being, even now, like being marginalized or being put in a group like that because it's, um, because you don't know, man, like, I know I saw a lot of kids like really live up to their, uh, like I saw kids from eighth grade going to high school, knowing what they wanted to do, you know, the kids selling a necklace on their neck, like, yeah, maybe they stuck out with art or maybe they just ended up selling drugs. Either way, it was like, well, fuck, I mean, at least you know what you wanted to do, I guess, right? But, uh, oh, dude, it was so crazy because there was this girl, and I, and I can't think of her name. Obviously, I wouldn't even say her name, but, dude, there was this girl, and she, in eighth grade, literally was the smartest out of all. Dude, she was a fucking, I don't even know if there's like an A honorable above that or like an A plus honor, whatever it was, dude, she was at the top of it. She was at the upper echelon of like grade. She was killing it. Absolutely killing it dude I was like she like she never got less than like a 95 on a test in any class and just killing it dude uh what what when we came to high school on the first day of high school she was pregnant with a dude's baby who was like three grades above her so this guy was a junior she was a, a freshman like we were all freshmen and she came to school pregnant and then dude Okay, so she was like pregnant in school and she was doing her, she was still doing all her work and whatever. Okay, let's fast forward a couple years, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a senior, we're seniors. She, I think, ended up having another kid during the time there. And she ended up like fighting. She ended up like, like, just started like running with some different, it was, I was like, man, well, fuck all that shit. Like everything on paper made it look like she was going to go places, dude, like, the furthest, right, and I'm pretty sure at the counselor meeting, they were like, oh my god, you're gonna be, you're gonna be fucking what we're looking for, and then, like, just took a dump on it <laughs> when she got to freshman year, I mean, like, cool, whatever, do what you want, but I just remember being so dumbfounded that she was pregnant, I was like, dude, I thought this girl only focused on, on, like, math or something, it's insane, but, and I think she ended up graduating with us, but she went to, like, a separate school to to graduate with us, like, to catch up on all the stuff she had missed, it was insane, dude, but, no, it's just crazy how, how that works out, man, honestly. I guess, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, man, is, um, I don't know, I guess a couple things, because one, for sure, is, like, I mean, dude, I hate saying shit like this sometimes because I feel like it's like the the old man in me or something or, you know, I feel like there's, okay, like there's no more, there's no more movie stars and there's no more like rock stars, right? Or like somebody of importance that that you would like run to go see anymore because there's just so many... There's few, there's so many actors, actresses, rock stars, musicians, rappers, whatever the case is. It's just too many. Like, uh, for example, Brad Pitt, probably one of the last, one of the last big movie stars alongside, you know, DiCaprio. Like, he's got a new movie. I just saw that he got a new, he has a new movie coming out. And I'm not going to lie to you. I want to go see it because it's Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Like, 
Nobody else besides like Marvel movies has a pull on me like that to go see a movie. Like it's crazy how like this all the streaming shit changed everything up, right? Cuz you're cuz it's almost on the mentality of like uh, you know, giving getting and giving everything you want in a moment's notice, right? Like food, entertainment, everything. You can get it all instantaneously. Who gives a shit? Let's do it, right? So with his movie, I'm like, well, damn, I, I kind of fuck with Brad Pitt. I mean, the, the dude's a legend. And I had to, dude, I, just side note, I had a thought today. Like, what if, you look at Brad Pitt, right? Good looking guy, great actor, you know, can have any woman on the planet if he walks in and just says hello. They drop to the knees, you know, easily done. He had Angelina Jolie and was like, nah, I'm done. Okay. Do you think <laughs> do you think Brad Pitt goes to therapy and is just like I don't get it I don't understand like like do you think he's hurting like I get it you, everybody's a human being has a human experience we all kind of suffer in a small way right we have our own problems might not be big but significant to us and I love that the dogs are barking during this it's perfect because now you know I'm not at lunch anymore I'm back at the crib doing this pod but. So uh, hopefully it's not too loud of a distraction uh, in the background. But I was thinking like, okay, does this guy suffer too? You know, he has – you think he's got everything in the world. But do you think he sits on his like – on a deck facing the ocean, and is sitting at a $13 million home and he's like fucking still not happy. You know what I mean? Like because if that's the case, I think that would take a lot of fucking pressure off of people to be like – Oh, good, fuck, yeah. No, I mean, some people would be like, well, fuck, if he's not happy, I'll never be happy. You could take it either way, half glass full, <laughs> half glass half full, glass half empty, whatever. Anyways, let me get back to the point. So, like, he's got a movie coming out. It looks, you know, interesting, pretty cool. I mean, but the I'm going to go see it because it's Brad Pitt, and I pray to God, just like every role he's in, he's eating, like, tortilla chips or, like, taking a huge bite out of a sandwich because that's his choice. Dude, look up every movie role. He's eating. He's doing something. That's just what he does. That's what Bradley Pitts does. So, no. So, I'm thinking like, okay, that dude can pull me to the theater. No question. DiCaprio, pull me to the theater. Fucking Spider-Man, of course, pull me to the theater. Fictional character does the same thing. I don't know. I just feel like any movie now that comes out, I feel <laughs> the pandemic was just like, ah, oh, just... Don't on streaming. Like I'll watch it on streaming, and most of them do it now. Like right out of, they'll go to the movies. You know, whatever three months from now, it'll just end up on whoever owns the property. Great, love that. I and honestly, I would rather do that. It's, it just seems more of an easier thing for me. You know, the convenience is off the charts. But no, but I was like, dude, is uh, and you know, this also got in my head because. I was listening to, man, I forgot what I was listening I think, no, nah, fuck it, who cares what I was listening to, but I heard on this podcast or whatever that the music deals are so insane now, right, that uh, because record companies aren't making monies off of albums anymore and the streams are kind of like diarrhea for the musicians, it's like, it's just, oh, your album was streamed 100 million times, oh, great, oh my god, what's my check? It's 10 grand. Here you go. It's like, what? But 100 million streams. Yeah, it was 
use 10 grand. There you go. It's like, I, that's diarrhea. Like, you just handed me that. Obviously, I'm not a 10 grand to me. Normal me sounds amazing. But to a, a huge act is like, okay, I guess. I don't know. Fucking throw it. You know, I do. I bet you. I guarantee you one of these artists has like a $10,000 check just laying somewhere in their fucking Lambo or something or whatever they're driving. I don't know. Like, oh, my God. Forgot about this. You know? Because, no, you know, they're not making money off album sales anymore. And so... No, so I heard that like some of these people sign deals that are, do they get a part of your touring? Oh, dude, when I heard that, if I was a musician, I'd be like, oh, fucking no, thank you. Like you get a piece, dude, if you want a piece of my shit, you better be on that stage with me doing something. I want you with a fucking smoke machine, you know, working the stage, something if these record companies are going to get a, (laughs) going to get a piece of this touring, dude. But at the same time, I'm thinking about this, like, we have so much information, we have so much content, there's there's no way now in the world you can keep up and watch everything, you're gonna miss shit, it's fine, move on, Euphoria's, I guess, a decent show that I've heard, but you're gonna miss it, so just, it's fine, and, you know, there's people who haven't watched Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or, you know, any of these other great shows, The Sopranos, Cool, whatever. There's a lot of shit coming out. You're never gonna watch it all. I gave up on this shit, right? Because people say you gotta watch this show. You gotta. I'm like, dude, but like, I get two hours a day. You know, essentially to do whatever it is I want before I already feel tired to wake up for the next day of work, right? So in those two hours, that shit's got to be like snapping on the Liddy spectrum, no cap, you know. <laughs> got to be liddy on the fire it's got to be slapping on the liddy fire spectrum no capular so <laughs> it's got to be worth it so and that includes music too man like uh, you know people will drop whole albums from you know bands are coming back together but i can't hear any of it because there's just so much fucking noise going on it's like oh you know fucking <laughs> I was gonna make a twirl joke, dude. I'm not gonna make that joke. I was, I gotta like censor myself sometimes because the shit. I was just gonna say I can't say it, but I. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, it's just like, how do I cipher through all this noise, right? And like, I feel like you could run into, I don't know, uh, a. Uh, What's this girl's name, dude? Olivia Rodrigo. I feel like, and this is no bullshit, I could meet her in person and just think that's just a regular person and not know she was some sort of like pop star chick because I've heard her name only. I've heard a song-ish and never seen her face, never anything. And it's like, but then okay, because then like tomorrow there's fucking... Whoever, like Dyson Vacuum, the pop star, you know? She's like, <laughs> Dyson <laughs> created a pop star that's a vacuum cleaner and has a hit song. And it's like, and this week on SNL, Dyson, the vacuum cleaner, you know, whatever <laughs> the guy's voice is. Just because that's how it is now, dude. Like, just so many things there and i hate i absolutely hate when i hear about somebody and then there's somebody who's been a fan for like a month 
You don't know about Dyson, the vacuum cleaner? Are you kidding me, dude? He's got a solid little baby and a baby. I don't know which one's which, but they're both babies. And they're, dude, it's a hit song. Dyson's on the track with Megan the Stallion and Cardi B. It's like, what, what are you, where you been at? I'm like, dude, I don't know. I've been here. But I didn't know Dyson made a vacuum cleaner that became a pop star, you know? And it did, you know? And it's, th- th- that's how fast this shit is moving that, like, I'm like, oh, damn, oh, that's sick. John Mulaney's hosting SNL. Who's the musical guest? Oh, Dyson, the vacuum cleaner. All right. But, you know, has millions of hits on YouTube. <laughs> but I don't know, man. All I'm saying is, I, I guess my point is, like, there's all this shit just moving so fast. It's insane at the rate. Like, this Ukraine-Russia shit. Dude, in a month, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we almost, there was almost a huge war. Maybe. I don't know. By the time... A month passes, maybe we're all like speaking Russian and and Russia took over the world and now we speak Russian and just like these, we don't actually speak Russian, like the language, but they just made us they're like, okay, you, you can't adopt language so fast, so we must make everybody, you talk like, like this, <laughs> like, like you know Russian, but now you came over to America and now you speak like this and it's like, damn it, so everybody's like, anytime somebody's like out of line and not speaking with a with a Russian dialect or something, <laughs> like we've just learned English, and they get like put away or whatever. You imagine, dude, like how <laughs> like how I would have to order tacos in a Russian accent now. You know, you know, I, I got I'm gonna give my go to order. Yes, please. Let me have machacado el mexicana and and. <laughs> And then let me have carne solo with cheese, please. And a small Mexican Coke. <laughs> let me... <laughs> yes, please let me have salsa as well. <laughs> let me have salsa as well. Like, dude, trying to speak Spanish while... Like, because they're like... You have to speak... I don't... I don't care if you speak Spanish. You must speak with a Russian accent on top of it. And so it's like... Come esto... I can't even do it. It's so fucking hot. Come estos. See? They were like, no, better. Anyways. I don't know. We need, like, Steven Seagal to save us all from this dude. Somehow, some way. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the pod, dude. While, while I'm going to end on a high note. Steven Seagal is saving us from the Ukraine and Russia... Uh, but, um, dude, I'm back, you know, releasing this episode, any means necessary. So, uh, dude, thanks for listening. And if you're an avid listener, appreciate you, Adam. (laughs) I'll see you guys next week, man. Later.